This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. They can't sit at home for 50 grand a year anymore, can they? I don't know. I think you should ask the, you know, Democrats on the uh, that you have on the show what their thoughts are, because there's definitely been over the last decade or so a movement towards trying to facilitate helping people so that if they you know, decide that they don't want to work, they want to stay home and be creative or they want to stay home and write music. Listen, I get it. We all want to relax, but the point is, are we really training the workforce to be less aggressive? I know that work ethic used to be a big deal back in the day, but times have changed, definitely. You know, there used to be a time where, you know, the rule of law and signing your name at the bottom of a contract used to mean something. These things don't mean much anymore. And in terms of the market, everybody's all hot on wages, all right? Wages, what? Just barely above 5%, which means January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August were all higher year, uh, month over month wages on a year over year basis were all higher. It's only the last two months that they've drifted a bit. Now, what they can hang their hat on is pre COVID, we were at 3.1. Now we're a bit above 5%. So on the wage side, I think people are getting way too excited. I would love for wages to move higher in certain areas. It's the spiral we need to worry about. And let's not lose sight over what our friend of CNBC always says, Peter Bookfar, that when you look at uh, shelter and home equivalent rents, they went up faster, but they're going to come down slower. Traders are highly aware of all these nuances. And in terms of Fed fund futures, Steve, <coughs> I- I'm telling you, at this point, they're not going to help you trade and make money anymore because the market is proactive. It's guns hot. We are now going to be on the fly adjusting all those percentages and numbers like this. See what they look like at Fed Fund Futures at the end of the session. Guns hot there. It's Tuesday, 13 December, the year of our Lord, 2022. We've had uh, some economic news on inflation this morning. Also, uh, we have our own Todd Benzman from CIS. He's now upgraded. He's got a huge exclusive at Daily Mail, but he's ahead of even the New York Times. That magnificent footage we had on the show last night with Todd's Benson was very haunting of a massive incursion uh, across uh, the El Paso sector. It was like from Nicaragua, the largest, I think, caravan that's ever come across at one time. 1,000 people at one time and not stopped, just uh, processed here exactly on the other side. We've got Todd Benzman's going to join us. We have uh, the David Rodriguez El Nino the boxer uh, the, the firm that helped us with to build the wall down in um, El Paso. He's going to join us. He's never seen anything like it. Uh, this is, this is as uh, Cortez would say, as bad at hombre as you've got. And he says, Steve, right now, I, I, I don't feel safe with my parents being in the city of El Paso. Uh, we've also got a new lawsuit that was filed by Sonny Borelli, Gunny Borelli and uh, folks in Mojave uh, County. And um, we're going to have that explained to us. 
uh, later in the show by Christina Bob. MTG going to join us for the second hour, but let's start. Let's go back. I want to start with a Cortez. Uh, before I get to Todd, we're working out some technical issues with Todd Benzman. Let's um, let's go to Cortez. Steve Cortez, walk us through this assessment today because they were, you know, p- they were pulling out the punch bowl when it was first announced. Of course, Steve Leisman and all the liberal, all the shouldn't call them liberals, radical Democrats over at CNBC had their party hats on. Tell us what reality right. is today. Well, uh, so here's the reality: the inflation. Uh, has cooled a bit from the scorching pace of the summer. And this is something that we have talked about uh, quite a bit here on War Room, something that I have written about, that inflation may indeed have peaked. It doesn't mean inflation is at all going away. But if it has peaked, it's peaked for the worst of all reasons, and that is so much demand destruction. In other words, we are going into such a deep and lasting recession that prices will indeed stop ascending at the pace uh, at which they were previously vaulting higher. So the news that came out today is CPI at 7.1%, core CPI at 6%. I think context is incredibly important here, Steve. And to provide some context, uh, I'd like to show some charts here. Let's show where, uh, relative to history, where are we now? Where have we been? So if we look at core CPI, if we can pull up chart one, please. This is core CPI, X food and energy. That chart goes back 10 years. Look at how consistent, predictable, and tame inflation was until Joe Biden entered the Oval Office. And look at the absolute trajectory, the, the this rocket higher ever since. So is 6% better than 6.3% last month? Sure, it's better. Is it good relative to history? No, it is horrific. Steve, we had never been at 6% or higher for 40 years until this year, until Joe Biden's madness has created crisis of inflation in 2022. If we go to chart number two now, what does this hey, mean? Hang, 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 hang on a second. Sure. Explain for the audience, particularly new audience members, core inflation, why it's important. Sure. So core inflation takes out food and energy, uh, which obviously no regular person can take those out of their budget. But the reason that it takes them out for, for economists is because food and energy are extremely volatile components, right? Commodities move wildly. Anybody who watches the oil market, anybody who watches just gasoline prices at the pump knows that there's significant movement. So the assumption among many economists is the better read of lasting inflation is core inflation. And so that's why I showed you the core. By the way, though, if I were to show you the headline CPI, it doesn't look terrible different from core inflation. So I, you know, I'm not, I'm not cherry picking the data here. It would be a very similar yeah. chart if I just showed you regular CPI, but I, I showed you core only to, to, uh, to promote and the idea and, and to show the idea that, listen, while things have gotten a tiny bit better, right, in the last couple of months, again, only because of the recession deepening, not just here, but overseas, particularly in China, right? Demand plummeting in China because China's in a free fall, because things have gotten a tad bit better, things are not remotely good. Uh, and again, let's talk about the real world effects for regular folks. If we go to chart number two, this is real wages. We now know that chart goes back five years. When that chart is above zero, it means real wages are growing. It means uh, that you are actually making more money in real terms, meaning adjusted for inflation, adjusted for the things that you need to buy in your life. Because if your paycheck is going up, but the prices of the goods and services you need to live your life are going up more, you are getting poorer every single month. And that, unfortunately, is the reality right now for the 20th straight month. For almost the entirety of Joe Biden's tenure in the Oval Office, 20 straight months now, real wages are going down. You are getting poorer every single day. You are working harder to lose 
your prosperity. That is the that is the fundamental reality of what inflation, what Biden's inflation is doing to you. So even if that inflation is getting a tad less worse, it's still awful. It's still insidious. And it is still making you poorer every day. Uh, to that point, too, just one more chart to show here. We go to chart number three. These are the have to items of life, non-discretionary spending that every human being needs to live. Gasoline, groceries and utilities. I've been showing this basket for quite a long time. That basket, as we can see, the overall rate for those three items is 12.5%. All of three of them in double digits still. So have they cooled a bit? Yes. But are they in reasonable territory? No, not remotely. And, and note, that is twice what the core says. So core CPI, 6%. That's terrible. Okay. But the half two items of life, more than twice that much. 12.5% year over year inflation. Steve, this is simply crushing to people of modest incomes, to middle and lower income workers in the United States. When you combine uh, real wages, which are crashing with the with the continued inflation and these have to items, their financial situation is in a crisis stage. And that is simply what the numbers tell us, not my opinion. As they as you look out here with the uh, with aggregate demand dropping uh, and mm -hmm. walk me through your how do you think the Fed's going to think about this? I think tomorrow's uh, another uh, another session. Right. Uh, talk, talk to me about what the how the Fed's going to think about this. Look, the Fed is going to continue uh, raising rates. It, it is. Now, will the Fed be happy that inflation has come from above 9% to just above 7 Yes. And I think uh, that is that that uh, slowing of the inflationary ascent. You know, again, prices are not going down. Don't let the corporate media control the narrative or fool you here. Prices are not going down. They are just not surging at quite the rate that they were before. So, but is the Fed going to welcome uh, the fact that inflation is cooling a bit from the torrid, scorching pace of summer? Yes. Uh, but is the Fed also going to continue to raise rates? Also, yes, the Fed is going to continue to raise rates. And it must, by the way. Listen, I think the Fed is now doing the right thing. Now, I'm not absolving the Fed of its total complicity in creating this inflation, okay? But the Fed has finally awakened to a crisis that it itself helped to create. That's the reality here. And so the Fed, I think, is going to remain vigilant. The Fed, and you know, listen, Jerome Powell is an incredibly political beast. He's literally a Washington lifer. He's not somebody who ever did anything consequential in the private sector. He's not somebody who worked in interest rates or worked at a small bank, the kinds of uh, practice, practical experience that might be beneficial to a Fed chair. Uh, he, and like Janet Yellen, his predecessor before him, uh, is, is really just more committed to narrative than economic reality. So we'll hear a lot of, of double speak from him, which is typical of economists and typical, unfortunately, of a lot of Fed folks. And so you'll hear him say on the one hand, on the other hand, uh, he'll give us the back and forth. But the, where the rubber meets the road regarding interest rates, the reality is the Fed is going to continue raising interest rates. The Fed needs to continue to raise interest rates. But the, right now, it, it's the worst of all worlds. And the bond market agrees with me, by the way. That's why we have an inverted yield curve. What I mean, worst of all worlds, is we still have very problematic inflation into a recession. So normally into a recession, into a slowdown like this, what the Fed would be doing is the opposite. The Fed would actually be accommodating the economy and financial markets. We have the opposite scenario right now because we have created stagflation in this country, something the United States has not experienced since the 1970s, where growth slows, but prices stay extremely high. It's, it's again, it, it's like putting the economy in a vice. And regular Americans, even if they don't follow economics, even if they don't follow financial markets, uh, they realize this, you know, right? They realize that their pay can't remotely keep up with the prices yeah. of the goods they need in their lives. And so this is their reality on the ground. It's why they're so incredibly yeah. dissatisfied with the economy.
if they talk about uh, getting back to two percent inflation, and that's still his, you know, that's still his target, correct? Two percent right. inflation. That means you've got to. It, it's got to. It, eventually, you've got to not just have demand destruction. Demand destruction has to roll over to more unemployment because think people are selling less. The services business and wages drop that way. Correct. They they've got to. Th- right. Their focus. They got to get wages under control. They got to keep doing this. Two percent seems like a tough target to hit. Would you agree? And that that would look like all the way through 2023, you're going to be doing this? Oh, absolutely. Listen, I mean, we're not even in the neighborhood of 2%, right? I mean, coming from nine to seven, again, is welcome, but we're not in the neighborhood of 2%. And to your point, Steve, yes, the only way to actually get to 2%, uh, given the systemic inflation that is so embedded in our system, the only way to get there is for this recession that we're already in. And by the way, according to polling from CNN, 75% of Americans believe that we are currently in a recession. So the only way to get there is for this recession that we're already in uh, to massively intensify and for the layoffs to accelerate. Now, sadly, I think that's coming, you know, and that's why, again, weeks ago, I wrote this article, uh, folks can find it on my Substack, where I said, I do believe actually inflation has probably peaked, uh, but not for any good reason, right? Not yeah. for any good reason, not because of good policy changes. No, because that inflation tipped us into such a deep recession and there is such a free fall in the Chinese economy, which is so crucial for global inflation, that those two forces are going to cool inflation a bit. It still remains a systemic problem, but it's not quite as pernicious as it was during the summer. I've got up on Getter and everybody can go to Getter to my my feed. I've got a, a story on the American Recovery Act. I think I put it up there this morning about the, you know, the trillion dollars of American Recovery Act, they're just they're they're spending like drunken sailors on all this, you know, right. uh, a, a new weight room in the uh, in the community center. Uh, but there seems to be a disconnect between the fiscal part of this and the monetary part. They're debating up here right now. We'll get more into it uh, after we go to the border. Um, but they're talking about another trillion to two trillion dollar unfunded, uh, unfunded uh, discretionary spending. This huge fight they're having right now, this omnibus that they want to just jam, the Democrats are just dying and the Republicans, quite frankly, are not fighting hard enough. They're fighting, but they're not fighting hard enough. This has to be stopped. But you see this, this is just going to be, this is completely inflationary. Another massive, you know, a stimulus, essentially stimulus program is what they've got. Hang on for a second, Steve. You're going to hang with me. We're going to take a short break. We've got Todd worked out. We're going to go to El Paso, Texas. Something that's never happened before. I mean, now these caravans are just coming up and, hey, where are you guys? Process us. Can we get our phone, get our card, get our ID? We're ready to roll. The invasion of the United States of America. Point of contact, El Paso, Texas. We're going to go there next in the war room. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bandon. Push factors and pull factors. Uh, we have added uh, uh, millions of dollars, billions of dollars since 2014, 2015 to help the Central American countries, help those countries over there. But now we're seeing that there are people coming in from different countries besides the Central American countries. So we have to address uh, the, the push factors. The pull factors uh, are very simple. You got to have not only the money, the personnel, the equipment, the technology, uh, but you've got to have also the right policies at the border. And if you give the impression that the border's open, it doesn't matter if you have all of the technology, all the border patrol agents, because all they're going to do is catch them when they come in, process them in some sort of way, put them to either report to a nice office later or to the immigration uh, courts. And right now the immigration courts are overwhelmed. I've added uh, literally hundreds of new judges over the year, uh, over the years, and look what's happened. Right now, we got the highest number of backlog cases for the Im- immigration court. So I would say uh, the equipment, the technology, the personnel at the border, the funding part, working with the other countries so we don't play defense on the one-yard line, but on their 20-yard line, and have compassionate, dignified policies, but strict policies that follow the law, so we don't give the impression that the border is open. As long as the border, they have the impression the border is open, they're going to keep coming. And right now, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are still waiting across, waiting for Title 42 to go away. So the invasion of the country, which I think is going to be the first article of impeachment on on Biden, I've said this from the beginning, it, it's getting worse. There you had a Democratic congressman, and he even admits, you got these policies, this open border, you're not going to stop this human tidal wave. Uh, and, the, and and it's not just that we have an open border. We have a bo- The system is set up to process you into the country as quickly as possible on the scam of asylum. There's no asylum. This is all about economics. They're economic migrants. Therefore, they do not uh, rate asylum. Asylums should be only used in very specific cases for political oppression, Right. And that, and you don't really see that in Central America or in Latin America. Sorry, and the and the and the countries are coming through. For, otherwise, you've got the whole thing. You got to stop at the first country. The the system. This is a system just to invade. The, it is set up by the the radical left NGOs and the radicals in the administrative state to exacerbate an invasion of the United States of America. Full stop. Todd Benzman, you're up in. Um, Daily Mail today, the biggest news site in the world, the biggest paper in the world, uh, with a, a brilliant article. Uh, walk us through it, and particularly the point of attack right now is El Paso, Texas, which is uh, going through uh, tremendous perturbations because of this. And I want to play, make sure we play the full. We got Todd up. Let's play this incredible footage. I mean, even the New York Times, who is a, a strong proponent of open borders, and uh, right there, you got this. Uh, you saw it last night on the show. You saw this incredibly haunting footage of this caravan from Central America, I think Nicaragua, that is, um, you know, over a thousand. They just kind of walk in. Let's be processed. Give me my phone. Give me my money. Put me on a bus. 
Todd Benzman, this scam is destroying the nation, is it not, sir? Well, first, let me just point out that that huge number that crossed in El Paso uh, within the last couple of days, that corresponds to a caravan in the far south of Mexico that had formed of 2,500 that the Mexican military put on buses. They called this a rescue, but they put them on buses in what I've often called an ant operation, these ant operations where they bring them up to the border in different uh, dispersed groups. Uh, I'm not, I don't know for a fact that this is one of that groups, but the timing sure fits. Uh, so I think that this is a Mexican military operation to clear them out of their South because they're a big problem in the Southern provinces uh, and everywhere else too. And they want to make this an American problem. That said, we are close to the end of title 42. We've talked about that many times on your show. Uh, but I just want to point out that title 42 is best understood in terms of the asylum process that you just described. It's going to open access to that asylum process by everybody who crosses the border now instead of 60% or 40%. Lately, it's been about 40% of everybody who crosses the border still gets kicked back under Title 42. Now it should be 100% of everybody who reaches the border gets access to this asylum system where all they have to do is say, I intend to apply for asylum at some point, and we are processing them in uh, immediately into the country, into these six-year-long wait lists, which basically means you're in here forever. That is the pull factor here. That is, that, that is the only pull factor that really matters. It's policy that allows everybody access to this completely fouled up, screwed up asylum process that has to be uh, eliminated. It has to be eliminated, the asylum system, and rebuilt so that, as you say, first country, if you cross no, through. It's, no, 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 no. You have to have Kevin McCarthy, if he wants to be Speaker of the House, has to say, guess what? This is why you have to fight this omnibus bill now, get it kicked into uh, January, and the Republicans got to go, no, we're defunding DHS. There's not going to be any money until we stop this. We're not going to, it's not a screwed up system. It's working for the people that want the invasion of the country to go. This is a very well thought through system, a processing system. Is it not, Todd? Yeah. It's achieving their objectives. They've got what, 5 million people here already in the first two years, six, seven. We don't even know. Millions, yeah, well, it's if right. you want, if you want unimpeded entry by, if you want no impediment whatsoever between the United States and 700 million people in the world that live in extreme policy poverty, this asylum system works brilliantly. It is a bypass to mandatory congressionally mandatory statutes that require detention and removal immediately. When you say the magic three words, I want asylum, it's a bypass right into the country. It's unbelievably successful if that's what you want. But if you want a controlled border like every other nation in the world, there's no other nation that does this. Even Canada has a first, uh, uh, you know, if, if you've uh, uh, 
crossed through another country first and didn't apply for asylum, you're ineligible. Every country has this, uh, but ours. Now, what's happening right now is th- these things, these... Um, by, by the way, ho, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. I yeah. want to make sure we get our nomenclature right. We have it. It's being waived illegally. Nobody's approved this to be... This is my point. This is the first, if the House has titanium stones and does an investigation, they've broken the rule of law on this. We're going to have El Nino on here in a second, David Rodriguez. I'll tell you what life is like in El Paso itself. This is, you agree, Todd, nobody passed anything in Congress that said the basic architectonics of our, our asylum system has been waived. The system should still be and still is if uh, implemented, if if acted upon legally, is that you've got to claim it in the first country uh, that you go to, not come all the way up across the world, whether it's from uh, Africa or whether it's from the Caribbean or whether it's from Ukraine. This has nothing to do with race or ethnicity. The Ukrainians are, are, are the Ukrainians, Eastern Europeans are abusing this too. Hey, the Irish abuse it up in, uh, up in, uh, up in New York City, in Long Island. Right. Well, this is this yeah, is an abused. This is an abused. This is system is abused. Now it's just open. Where you having? You're going to have when Title Forty Two goes off. Is it twenty thousand? Is it, it? It was twelve to eighteen thousand a day. They were projecting. Now is it twenty thousand a day? They're talking about twenty thousand a day. That would be two army divisions, ladies and gentlemen, per day. I, I haven't heard that la- that last part, but the intelligence community is providing uh, in assessments of 12 to 18,000 a day. Uh, what you're looking at there on the screen, that is the latest Mexican visa that is being handed out to thousands and thousands of the immigrants down in Tapachula. Now, if you were to show up at the Canadian border with one of these, uh, you would be immediately repelled. Uh, but in the United States, uh, they just throw them on the ground and you come in and we don't check with the Mexicans to see if you had one. These are what the Mexicans are handing out right now in Tapachula to anybody who crosses their border. It's their shortcut straight to the U.S. border, uh, multifamily visas. I found this one on the ground uh, across yeah. from Yuma. Uh, but just yeah. just to reiterate, Title 42, to understand this, the elimination of Title 42 is that it's very inextricably connected to our asylum system. Uh, This whole thing is about our asylum system. When Trump was in office, he implemented a safe third country uh, policy, which basically said if you cross, if you're El Salvadoran and you cross through Guatemala and don't apply for asylum there, we're deporting you back to Guatemala. That's what the whole world does. That's the the normal thing. But the very first thing the Biden administration did on day one was eliminate that uh, to make this asylum process available. We could be looking at anywhere from Uh, 4.4 million a year at the bottom end, according to the intelligence community, to Uh, 6.2 million a year once Title 42 goes away. Uh, I hope they're wrong. We'll see. But they're not wrong. Either way, Mexican hope- media is shown. Yeah. They're not wrong. This is going to be worse than that. Let, uh, let's take a short break. We have David Rodriguez in El Paso. We have uh, Todd Benson from CIS's with us. Big article on Daily Mail. We have Steve Cortez 
Short commercial break. Be back in the war room. Going to El Paso, Texas next. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Hey, welcome back. Uh, by the way, uh, Cortez, we haven't even had opportunity to talk about uh, the SBF, the Democrat money launderer, just the random event that he was going to get hammered today by the House uh, Financial Services. The Republicans were there had thousands of questions about his money laundering operation to fund Democrats uh, and what I think uh, uh, Elon Musk said was a billion dollars that he did. Uh, of course, they arrested him last night. There are no coincidences, right? They arrested him. Let me get your thoughts on this invasion of the southern border, Steve. I got David Rodriguez from, uh, uh, oh, by the way, I've now got a Colombian boxer from the south side of Chicago and I got a Mexican boxer from the mean streets of El Paso. Right. I, I see a charity event down at the wall. Eventually, uh, El Nino, when you get in good enough shape to take on Cortez, <laughs> the, the Colombian bomber. Uh, Steve, your thoughts on this invasion of the southern border? I love it, by the way. It'll be the battle of the bad hombres. Uh, and let, let's do it. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fun. Uh, what's not fun is the situation at the U.S. border. You know, and by the way, you mentioned I, I grew up in a tough neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. America has a lot of tough neighborhoods coming from a tough neighborhood is not a legitimate reason for asylum in the United States. So these people, these masses of people who are coming from Central America, they're coming from Guatemala and from El Salvador and from uh, Honduras. Steve, those are tough places, but they are not places of systemic oppression. These are not legitimate asylum seekers. That's the reality. They are economic migrants who are abusing the generosity and goodwill of the United States with the assistance, with the explicit assistance of American leftists, especially the NGOs that are funded by George Soros. So this open border situation, by the way, to connect the dots between both of your previous two segments, to connect the dots, open borders are always a terrible idea for the United States, for our national security, for our street safety, um, for our rule of law, our sovereignty. But it's a particularly awful idea in a time of economic stress. In other words, I showed that chart of real wages declining now in the United States for 20 straight months. Given that situation, given that crisis, that economic crisis in this country, the worst idea possible is to import millions of new workers to compete unlawfully and unjustly in the labor market against American citizens. 
That's the reality of what is happening at the border right now. And also, just one final point I'd like to make, please, on the border is I'd like to pay tribute uh, to the brave men and women of Customs and Border Protection who are real bad hombres guarding the front door of America, doing incredibly hard work, dangerous work. And their, their lives, their jobs have been made so much more difficult by this open borders madness of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has yet to mention the agent who perished just days ago. And I think we should pay tribute to him, Raul Humberto Gonzalez, Jr., he died uh, doing his job. He was chasing. He died in an ATV crash, chasing after illegal migrants who had trespassed into the United States. Agent Gonzalez gave his life to the service of our country. He has yet to be mentioned by Joe Biden, but I think it's proper for us to mention him there. Uh, there's a photo of Agent Gonzalez who leaves behind two very young children. So rest in peace, hero. You serve this country. You did dangerous work to protect America. And there's a lot of folks like him who are still on watch, still trying to guard the front door of America. Their job has been made almost impossible by Joe Biden. There's no time to speak about uh, Agent Gonzalez, a patriot, giving his life for his country because they're too busy uh, is slobbering over themselves on Brittany Griner, a, a, a woman who hates her country. Right. So, you know, th this is the Biden. This is the Biden regime. Let me go to uh, El Nino, David Rodriguez. David, you're a pretty tough uh, guy. Tell me about El Paso, Texas, and your fears down there right now. Well, I have uh, elderly parents. I have family here in El Paso, and uh, I don't feel safe anymore. I think uh, what's happening is there's a criminal element. People, you know, people like to say there's, uh, you know, families coming. Yes, there are families coming, but there's a lot of MS-13. There's a lot of gang members, cartels coming over from uh, Ciudad Juarez. And here's the thing. I just picked up my housekeeper, uh, you know, three days ago, right? And I pick her up at the bridge, and she is scared. She lives in Ciudad Juarez. And she is scared because the violent crime has spiked in Ciudad Juarez so much. They can't wait for Title 42 to end so that these people come here. Okay? They want them coming here. The people in Juarez don't even want them there. You got El Salvadorians. You got uh, Honduras, Venezuelans. You got people from Afghanistan there all in Ciudad Juarez. Okay? And Greg Abbott is doing – and I got I to gotta be – I got to just say it, Steve – He's doing nothing, okay? I don't know what this, he invoked this invasion clause. I don't know what it did. It did nothing. There's nobody at the border. There's no border patrol at manning the border because why? They're all at the processing centers right now because of the influx of migrants that are coming here. Processing center right now, Steve, um, there's 7,000, and this is from one of my border patrol friends at the processing center, 7,000 at any given processing center, and they can only hold 1,600, okay? They can only hold up to 1,600 people, and there's 7,000 at the processing centers. So, and here's another thing, another little fun fact. It's not 1,000 people at the, at the in the caravan. That's over 2,000 is what the numbers are, the real numbers. I thought, before I go back to Todd Bensman, I thought Abbott had a, a proclamation. Uh, he's kind of trying to uh, draft off Kerry Lake. He had a proclamation that uh, he declared an invasion on the southern border. Uh, the cartels were terrorist groups. That was a lot of big talk before the uh, before the election. What 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 happened at post uh, midterm? I've seen it get immensely worse. It's worse. It's way worse. I was just driving up. In fact, on I ten, the stretch of highway next to the wall, the the fence. Let's just call it a fence, where they're act actually catapulting over the fence. 
Uh, I, I, uh, a lady got hit on I-10 just days ago, okay, killed, a car hit her. Also on Paisano, which you've seen, you have seen that street, that stretch of road, Steve. Um, there's, they're catapulting over that fence. Men from the ages of 15 to 35, jumping over the fence, crouching down below, running like military train. It looks like they're military trained coming over the street. And uh, I saw this with my own eyes. I didn't have my phone fast enough to catch it because I was driving, but it almost caused a massive accident. Uh, Todd Benzman, is 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 David right, or is this the Border Patrol really been pulled off back to processing centers just to process these people, uh, these illegitimate economic migrants, because they're not. We don't have asylum for economic migrants. Is there? Is there? This is why, by the way, on Capitol Hill, remember what they're talking about is two to four million uh, a, asylum right amnesty for two to four million right now, which would be even a bigger magnet. Is the Border Patrol? Just turn into a pro an ice. Are they just processing officers right now? They just do nothing but process uh, the invasion. Absolutely. Uh, I have border patrol friends in uh, Big Bend sector and Tucson sector who are telling me that they are being redeployed from their own sectors to the El Paso sector to help with the processing uh, going on there. Uh, I want to. So, so yes. Yeah, so now you've gonna now you're gonna have other busy sectors left. They're already reduced. Their defenses are already diminished very, very significantly. Uh, now that you're going to be moving border patrol agents from all along the rest of the border to these hot spots. So get ready for that. El Paso happens to be a hot spot. Uh, one thing that I want to point out about El Paso that is uh, different than a lot of the other sectors right now are the, the runners and gotaways. Uh, I have sources who are giving me the data for the gotaways uh, there. And just in the last eight weeks, we've had almost 60,000 gotaways caught there. And remember, there are no border patrol agents on the ground who are able to count gotaways. You have to be able to look at footprints. So that's just the ones that they happen to catch. It's probably far greater than that. The problem with gotaways and runners is that a large percentage of them, of them are presumed to be criminal aliens uh, or people that would be pushed back under 42. It is a madhouse. At the We Build the Wall project, you know that it goes right up the mountain. Right past yep. that, that mountain is where they're pouring through all over that mountain running and uh, your other guests there just described a military what type tactic. What they're doing is uh, they're, they're, they will gather up in formations all along uh, areas of the border, mostly on the New Mexico side. And when the helicopters go away or when there's a shift change, they bonsai run. So there are these bonsai charges all day, all night, hundreds and hundreds of runners going on there. I will give the Texas uh, Abbott one bit of credit here, which is that when Border Patrol is gone processing like this, the only thing that stands between those runners and the interior are these DPS helicopters and agents on the ground who at least are able to catch the runners and check to see if they have criminal histories and you know what type of criminals are crossing. The criminals get caught. Uh, and I, full, full, full disclosure, you know, I worked for Texas DPS for almost 10 years, so I have a little bit of a bias. However, they are there in force, surged, 
uh, uh, loan operation Lone Star in that sector. But 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 if you if you don't have a criminal record, they they let you go into the interior, right? They put you in the they process. have to turn they them over. They to don't border. send you back. They have to turn them over to Border okay. Patrol, and okay. then they process. I, the, hero, the heroism of DPS, I, I give a hat tip to Abbott's. Uh, Abbott's got every opportunity to turn him back. He's just gutless. This is the political class that you got. Um, Todd, I know you got to bounce. How do people get to you? The Daily Mail's got the big story up. How do they get to the rest of your writings and your social media? So you can find me at uh, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. Uh, I'm also at T. Benzman Getter and Todd Benzman at Truth Social. And ToddBenzman.com, you can find all my writings there. Todd, great job. Great article on uh, Daily Mail. Everybody's finally catching up with your your great reporting you've had on here for months. Appreciate it. Uh, El Nino, uh, the mayor, the Democrats that uh, that control El Paso, the mayor, Abbott's bad enough, but in the city, the city is basically saying nothing either, right? The mayor would have every opportunity to try to do something here. Talk to me. A lot of people have called him out. A lot of Democrats have called him out. He's still doing nothing. Oscar Leeser is his name, uh, and he's a joke. Uh, just like I say, and look, Steve, I'm just going to be honest. Like I always am. And I'm going to be blunt. I think Abbott's a rhino. And I've always said that I'm going to say it here on your show. I don't trust him. The border has gotten worse. I live here on the border. I see what's happening. It's a joke. It's a joke. And since Abbott has called for the invasion clause and all this, it has gotten substantially worse. It's worse. Uh, El Nino, how do people get to your podcast? How do they get to? By the way, we agree with you a thousand percent. How do and I know our audience agrees with you ten thousand percent? How do uh, how do people get to your podcast and how do they get to your website and your social media? Uh, I'm Telegram. I'm Nino's Corner. Just look up. I'm basically Nino's Corner on everything. But uh, I have a great guest on Nino's Corner TV. Nino's Corner TV and uh, a lot of fringe content on there. A lot of fringe content where we go deep into the <laughs> underbelly of the deep state war. Yeah, no, it's like great content. Uh, exactly, sir. You trained me. Thank you. Thank you, David Rodriguez. Appreciate it, brother. Live from El Paso, Texas. By the way, we built that wall right up the hill. If they're coming over that mountain. That shows you uh, how tough this is getting because that is a brutal climb. Uh, Cortez, before we go to break, um, the the Republicans have got to shut, got to defund all this right. to kind of get. We got we got to have a confrontation. Is there any doubt we have to have a confrontation about this in January? No doubt at all. This, this is task one, job one for the incoming GOP House, uh, which we earned. The American people, the deplorables, uh, earned that victory to hand that gavel over from Nancy Pelosi to the Republicans. And the very first task in front of them is to insist, using the power of the purse, to insist that Joe Biden secure the sovereignty of the United States and stop this tsunami of trespassers. Okay, Cortez is going to hold with us. We're going to get uh, Christina Bob talk about Mojave County, Arizona. Uh, MTG, we, we think, is going to be in the house shortly. We'll keep the update on all of it back in a moment in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime 
in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Twitter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Make sure you get on uh, Getter, particularly stuff going on in Brazil. We'll hopefully have some updates in the second hour, if not at 5 o'clock. A lot of activity going on there. Everything. We're going up on live streams all the time. Cortez is there. All your contributors, uh, including me. And just get on my uh, Getter feed. You can see the stream of consciousness all day long. In fact, there are two stories up there, Cortez. I want to connect dots. There's a Wall Street Journal. And it's stunning to me that nobody reported this until now. November, and this is why there's no, there's no, not just coordination, there's no, it's, it's like two different entities. You've got the Fed that's increasing interest rates, right? Trying to crush aggregate demand, trying to crush wages. <clears throat> they clearly, the Biden administration wants this invasion to, to dramatically lower wages among working class people. That's why it's so awful to Hispanic Americans and to African Americans, right? Um, and then you've got the fiscal side, which is in the history of the country, the biggest deficit. You know, Biden's up there. I've done deficits. All lies and misrepresentation. Right. The biggest deficit in the history of the nation, $250 billion in one month. And one of the reasons the, the spending from last year is still out of control. But as we said, and they keep giving you happy talk, the tax revenue is definitely dropping, right? The the tariffs and, and fees and other things are dropping because of less activity, and the and the uh, and 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 they don't they keep lying about that about the two hundred and fifty billion dollars, a quarter of a trillion dollars in one month. Steve Cortez, sir. Yes, uh, listen. I you know I'm glad that the Wall Street Journal, albeit late, at least addressed this issue. To put that in context, by the way. $250 billion deficit in a single month compared to November of last year of 2021, it's $57 billion higher. Why? Because you know I mentioned earlier that the U.S. consumer uh, is in a financial vice. Well, so is the U.S. budget All right, right now. The, the national federal budget is also in a vice. Uh, for folks who watched Happy Days, who sort of grew up watching that show like I did, it's the Malachi Crunch. If you remember that, when Pinky Tuscadero, the Malachi brothers hit her car from both sides. That's what's happening right now to the U.S. budget. What I mean by that is you mentioned tax revenues are plunging. 
because of the Biden recession. That's the reality. But at the same time, that would be bad enough. At the same time, Steve, the financing costs of the existing federal debt, those financing costs are skyrocketing because of higher interest rates. The Wall Street Journal also reported that finance costs have gone up 53% year over year this November versus last November. So you have tax receipts plunging and you have finance costs, interest on the debt surging. That is creating an absolute crisis for the U.S. budget. And guess what? Deficits suddenly matter again. They really matter. Just ask our friends across the Atlantic and the UK how much deficits matter. So this is also going to be a priority item for the incoming U.S. House. I think the first order of business is securing the border. I think the second order of business should be unleashing American energy because that is the quickest, most effective solution to try to address this exact problem that we're talking about, this inflationary spiral that is causing not just pain on Main Street, but also massive stress on the U.S. federal budget. And here's what they're talking about up on Capitol Hill right now. They're talking about the defense authorizations now in the Senate. It's got all this wokeness in it, but it's got a six, I think, five percent increase. It's it's eight hundred fifty billion dollars. Okay, just for and that didn't include really everything. Eight fifty. You've got the uh, the the omnibus bill that they're talking about, and they're trying to pull every trick in the book to 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 get it. It would only be two weeks, two weeks until the Republicans get it. That is, I don't know, somewhere in the two trillion, totally unfunded. I don't think that's even counting financing cost. Okay. That's the fiscal crack that you're addicted to this spending. Right. Uh, then you've got the amnesty bill. They're up there talking about, it's not 2 million people. It's 4 million people. And what is that going to add to it? The, the, the insanity. And this is why with the McCarthy, we're going to have MTG in here. Do they have the titanium backbone you need to confront Biden on even before the investigations of DOJ and FBI and all that, which has to happen on the on the emergencies and crisis the invasion of the southern border right and this economy that's since basically in a free fall predicated upon their radical ideas on energy steve cortez no exactly correct and listen uh this is why this speaker battle this campaign effectively of who should be the speaker is so important and it's good that we have a very contested race uh because we are going to need a leader with with boldness, right, um, who will stand up. But you're exactly correct to make the point, Steve. To, to some extent, it won't matter what the House wants to do in January if the Senate caves now in December, right? Um, in other words, what we cannot allow the Democrats to do, and they are trying furiously to do this, is to effectively handcuff that incoming House GOP majority, bypassing a budget that is so big and extends so far into the future that the power of the purse is simply not relevant come January when we take that gavel away, thank goodness, from Nancy Pelosi. So we need to hold the line in these coming weeks, in these coming hours and days even. This is an incredibly important week right now that we're in of the lame duck session. And then hold the line now and then really uh, advance our agenda come January, particularly on the border and the budget regarding energy. Before I let you go, uh, the schizophrenia of a monetary policy that's trying to be somewhat restrictive, although in a fiscal policy that is, once again, unfunded $2 trillion in discretionary spending that you right. just got to print money for. It, the schizophrenia doesn't allow you to get to a solution at the end, does it, sir? 
No, it's exactly correct. You know, and it, what it reminds me of uh, somewhat, even though it's not directly related, it reminds me of the Ukraine situation where NATO is effectively funding both sides of that war, right? Which makes no sense except for the defense contractors. Uh, it's a similar situation. You're exactly correct on the economic side here at home in the United States, where you have the Fed uh, trying to restrain inflation at the same time that we have a Congress that is massively stoking inflation. Uh, you're exactly correct. So we need alignment there. And again, the best way to get that alignment, the best way to fight inflation in a real way where we don't celebrate 7% inflation. Let's get back to the 2% inflation era that we had previously. The best way to start that process is by unleashing the power of domestic American energy. Okay. How do we get to you? What, what is your, what are your contacts? What are your coordinates so people can get to you, sir? Yes. Please follow me on Getter. I'm at Steve and follow me on Twitter at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Okay, Steve Cortez, thank you. And thank you for your assessment of capital markets. 90-second break. I think MTG is going to be in the house. We got uh, Christina Bob is going to walk us through Mojave, another lawsuit. Sonny Borelli and the team dropped a lawsuit in Mojave County, Arizona. We're going to talk all about that. We got MTG in the house to talk all about what we've teed it up in the first hour. Back in a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 